Hello, my beautiful kings and queen. This is your host, Miss Nellie J. Um, and you are listening to the Truth Is Podcast. And thank you so much for joining in today. Uh, today, we're talking about mental health in the black community. Yes, mental health in the black community. We're going to dive right in. Normally, I do some introductions. Thank you for listening. Give some announcements. But I think tonight's topic is so important. Um, it's something that we can no longer ignore. I think a lot of people uh, will learn from what's being said on this platform. And I want to dive into the numbers and begin to just ask some questions. And, and please uh, have a seat. Allow everything to just kind of shut down for a minute because we're going to say some things today that's going to be an eye opener. And that's going to allow us to begin to really look into our community and look at some of the things that we battle with. And then we can begin to look within ourselves to find out what can we do to implement some changes. And so we want to start out with just first stating that the black community suffers from an increased rate of mental health concerns. Some of these concerns include anxiety and depression. And sometimes we hear the word anxiety and we don't necessarily understand what anxiety is, uh, why people suffer from it. And so when we begin to look at what anxiety is um, and what the symptoms is, so when we begin to look at it, so the symptoms of anxiety, we're going to look at the symptoms first because sometimes we can hear a definition, but we don't understand. But when we begin to look at the symptoms, it really begins to uh, open our eyes to to begin to, to gain more understanding. So some of the symptoms of anxiety is excessive fear that leads to either avoidance of a situation or high distress when facing these situations. Frequent or excessive or uncontrollable worry. Physical symptoms such as racing or pounding heart. Shortness of breath. Stomach aches. Headaches. Sweating. Muscle tensions and or chest tightness. There are multiple types of anxiety disorders. Now we're going to look at the orders. We have the generalized anxiety disorder, which is the excessive or uncontrollable worry about a number of topics. But if we dive in deeper, we have panic disorder. Now these are episodes of intense anxiety and physical symptoms that show up out of the blue, along with anxiety about having additional panic attacks. So there's social anxiety disorder, which is excessive fear of being negatively evaluated or rejected by others. So there's a lot of people who suffer from society, social anxiety disorder. Now, there's one that this next one, a lot of us don't hear about a lot. Uh, We don't even think it's a form of anxiety, but there's the separation anxiety disorder, which is excessive fear of separating from caregivers or loved ones. People do suffer um, from that. Now, we don't know the exact cause of anxiety disorders, but there seems to be a genetic component. Now, anxiety disorders may also be brought on by or worsened by stressful life events. Listen, there have always been stressful life events in the black community. When we begin to go from the beginning, slavery, then segregation, I mean, so many things that brings on stress, um, fear brings on stress. 
And so um, there's a lot of facts that we should know, uh, whereas it's normal to experience some anxiety. Um, it's, some are categorized, again, by excessive anxiety, worry, or fear. But that when you start to look into anxiety disorders, 10% of individuals experiencing anxiety disorder um, would experience it at some point of their life. Again, a lot of times we don't hear about anxiety a lot. But even when we read the Bible, anxiety is mentioned in the Bible. Yes, it says cast your cares or your anxiety upon God. So when we notice that anxiety uh, is listed in the Bible, that should let us know that this is something that we should not ignore. This is something that we have to make sure that we are paying attention to. Because again, it, it anxiety uh, causes you know so much people pain. Just look at twenty twenty. So many people begin to develop anxiety. I, I'm talking about just watching the news and looking at the numbers uh, go up when it comes to those that have been diagnosed with COVID. I mean, so many people lost loved ones. Um, And also when we go into deeper, like the onset of violence against against black and African-American people um, can cause a a level of anxiety. Um, When you begin to look at, you know, issues with with employment, um, medical um, insurance, there's so many factors that play in what can be causing um, people to really deal with mental illness in the black community. I want to read off some numbers to you all. 13.4% of the U.S. population, nearly 46 million people identify themselves as black or African-American, right? So now let's begin to look at these numbers and begin to see uh, who deals with you know, this anxiety or mental illness. When you begin to look at the numbers, it's amazing to see. Um, and, and some of the things, some of the issues that causes mental illness is, is when you begin to look at the poverty level, you know, it says that black and African-American people living below poverty are twice as likely to report serious psychological distress than those living over two times the poverty level. Adult Blacks and African Americans are more likely to have feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and worthlessness than adult Whites. Blacks and African Americans are less likely than white people to die from suicide at all ages. However, Black and African Americans teenagers are more likely to attempt suicides than white teenagers. Listen, guys, we have to look at these numbers. We can't ignore them. Um, We need to begin to face some of these issues. Not some, but all these issues. Listen, it says that serious mental illness rose among all ages of Black and African American people between 2008 and 2019. Listen, we haven't even looked into what happened in 2020. These are these are things that we have to begin to look at. Despite the rates being less than overall U.S. population, major depressive episodes increased from 9% to 10.3% in Black and African American youth ages 12 to 17. And that's why me personally, I have launched 
a, a, a mental, uh, a, I'm sorry, not a mental, but a mentorship program for young girls between the ages of 12 and 17 as we actually, um, it's, it's called Pearls of KGA, dealing with the, these young girls, uh, speaking to them, um, helping them to understand their worth, uh, of what encourages them, what empowers them. Listen, these numbers are growing rapidly and we have to understand there's some things that we have uh, adopted in the black community, you know, um, binge drinking, smoking cigarettes, marijuana, illicit drugs use, prescription pain relief misuse, or more frequent among black American adults with mental illness. Listen, guys, I'm not making this number up. These are documented numbers. You can go online. Again, binge drinking, smoking cigarettes and marijuana, illicit drug use, and prescription pain reliever misuses are more frequent among black and American, African-American adults with mental illness. So these are forms These are things that they're doing only to kind of cope with what they're feeling, what they're going through. But we have to understand we need to begin to come to the table and begin to talk out or talk about what we're going to do about this mental illness issue in the black community. Listen to this. Blacks and African-Americans hold uh, beliefs related to stigma psychological openness and help seeking which in turn affects their coping behaviors the participants in this study were not very open to acknowledging psychological problems but they were somewhat open to seek mental health services so we need to begin to create an environment where our brothers and our sisters will understand that the same way that we understand and some of us don't do it but we should every year we go and get our physical body checked we need to make time to understand the same way that we have to make sure that our physical body is healthy we have to make sure that we are healthy mentally Listen to this. Blacks and African-American people are more often diagnosed with schizophrenia and less often diagnosed with mood disorders compared to white people with the same symptoms. Additionally, they are offered medication or therapy at the lower rates than the general public. We have to get ourselves educated. We have to get ourselves educated. We have to create an atmosphere where we can come to the get together and sit down and, and look at some of the things that are actually happening to us. Again, blacks and African-American people are more often diagnosed with schizophrenia and less diagnosed with mood disorder compared to white people. Do we know the difference between schizophrenia and mood disorder? Blacks and African-American people are over-represented in our jails and prison. Blacks and African-American people make up 13% of the general U.S. population, but nearly 40% of the prison population. In 2016, the imprisonment rate for Blacks and African-American men, 2,417 per 100,000 Black men residents were more than six times greater than that for white men, which was 401 per 100,000 white male residents, and the imprisonment rate for Black and African American women, which was 97 per 100,000. Listen, these numbers are alarming. When we begin to look at some of the things that we are dealing with, systematic racism, when we begin to look at 
some of our issues in the black community, abuse, you know, injustice, racism, um, low income, poverty. Uh, when you begin to look at these things, you know, separation of the family, uh, uh, where you have a mother being incarcerated or a dad being incarcerated, separating from their child, their children. Um, you leave that child behind and what's happening, the child begins to be sad and the child uh, cannot function in school. Uh, uh, the separation anxiety that we just talked about, um, you will begin to see that there will be some issues when it comes to the mental state of the child. Less than 2% of American Psychological Association members are black or African American. Some may worry that mental health care practitioners are not culturally competent enough to treat their specific issues. Listen, we have to make sure we make sure that, you know, a lot of times, you know, we hear it and I've been saying it all last year. We need to now within the look at ourselves, within ourselves, to not begin to deal with our issues. We can't expect others to understand some of the things that we deal with, some of the things that we go through and think that everything will be okay. We need to begin to focus on our mental health, begin to make it where it's not taboo um, when someone says, I have mental illness or I'm not okay mentally. Uh, we need to begin to, to sound the alarm that it's okay to say that I'm not okay. I'm not okay. You know, um, I, I need help. There's some things that I need to deal with. We have to understand that. Let's begin to talk about what happens at the interaction of mental health um, and the black members of the black community. Now, again, you know, I, I can speak for myself. Uh, going to a therapist or, or going to counseling wasn't something that I heard about growing up. You know, um, you know, people made fun of people that had to go to a therapist, that had to go see a counselor. But we now need to create an atmosphere where it is okay. The same way people go see a medical doctor for their physical bodies we need to begin to push the issues uh, uh to to talk to for people to go and to go see a therapist at least once a year go in and talk about how you feel how you're dealing with things what's going on um in your in your mental health because those things are very very important uh now listen to this it says only one in three black adults who need mental health care receive it according to the american uh psychiatric association listen one in three th these numbers need to change we did this number needs to change listen to this it says when we begin to look at uh social economic disparities it, it says social economic factors can make treatment option less available in 2018 11.5 percent of black adults in the u.s had no form of health insurance now, come on now we're going deeper into this now when, when you begin to talk about health insurance how can people really seek help when there's no health insurance now th there, there's some barriers we really need to knock down listen is the black community like other communities of color are more likely to experience socioeconomic disparities such as what what uh, issues with health, education, social and economic resources, these disparities may contribute to the worst mental health outcome. Come on. Negative attitudes and beliefs towards people who live with mental health conditions is uh, pervasive within the U.S. 
and can be particularly strong within the black community. One study showed that 63% of black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. We need to begin to talk about that and begin to let people know it takes strength to come forward and say, I'm not okay mentally. It takes strength to that for people to come forward and say, I need help. It can be incredibly challenging for people to come forward and say, I, 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 I need help mentally. I, I have some concerns. I'm not able to function. You know, uh, and I'm going to touch on an issue that might be a little bit sensitive. A lot of times when people are going through mentally, we sometimes tell them to go to church, have someone pray for you. Because there's this fear or this is this, this stigma that anything mental health related, we blame it on the devil. You know, many people, you know, choose to seek health, uh, help or support from their faith community rather than seeking medical diagnosis. You know, listen, this is in many black communities in the U.S., the church or the mosque or other faith institution can play a central role as a meeting place and a source of strength. But I, 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 I pray the day that, you know, that spiritual leaders, pastors and, and, and leaders all over will begin to have a therapist that is assigned to their ministry where you can begin to direct the person. Yes, we're going to pray together, but we need you to go see someone that's going to help you manage what you're going through. Um, who's going to sit down and talk to you and, and, and go through some of the symptoms you're having to find out how can we help you again uh, we, we we sometimes you know put band-aids on these issues by saying well we're just going to go to church or we'll go pray at the altar and now I'm good no because by the time you get in your vehicle you're driving away whatever was going on with you is still there and I'm not trying to say that prayer is not helpful is not powerful as you know me as far as what I do all the time you guys know that when it comes to prayer uh, uh it, there's something that I believe in it's something that I operate is something that I, I practice but tonight we're talking about mental health in the black community what's going on in our community how can we deal with the issue of mental health listen there, there, there's a lot of things a lot of th- uh, issues um that are arising and surfacing Listen, black people may also be more likely to identify and describe physical symptoms related to mental health problems. For example, you know, body aches, pains when talking about depression. Some people don't even know that body ache can be a symptoms of depression. Black men are more likely to receive a misdiagnosis of schizophrenia when expressing symptoms related to mood disorders or PTSD. So many people deal with PTSD and they don't even know it. And we have to make sure, again, that we're seeking help and we're not being misdiagnosed. And and we're not getting, you know, a a diagnosis that does not pertain to what's going on with us. But again, we have to begin to really educate ourselves. Help our black men, help our black women understanding the separation anxiety when you begin to take you know one 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 parent and they get locked up in a jail and the christmas and the birthdays are coming and that child is not seeing that parent it's an issue when you begin to look into issues of poverty it's you know it's it causes some mental 
health issues. When we begin to look at anxiety, we, we, we come on, we cannot ignore. The light's been flashing for a while. And it's time that we begin to open up our eyes to see some of the things that we're dealing with in our black community. Again, I gave you guys a a lot of numbers, some things that we have to really begin to uh, really begin to open our eyes to, to see what's going on. Again, we have to realize that when we begin to look at racial violence and discrimination, oh my goodness. It's been a a woven fabric in the United States. The ways our laws and our policies, disparities in education and healthcare, the the senseless killing of our black people throughout our nation, history, into the present. Can do, do we really see it as something that surprises us when we begin to see the rise in mental health in our black community? When we begin to look at that, that, that the lack of, of, of insurance. Black Americans are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distress than our white Americans. 20%. That's not a very high number at all. Black Americans have been misdiagnosed and overdiagnosed with schizophrenia for decades. This is alarming. This is alarming and something needs to be done. This is alarming and we need to begin to open up our eyes and begin to sit down and begin to have some self-awareness and some honest conversations, unbiased, about what we're dealing with in our community. Because again, as time continues to go forward, there's some things that we're going to continue to deal with And we have to make sure that we're preparing ourselves for what's happening. I mean, what what did we deal with last year? We had the we had Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Jacob Blake's COVID nineteen. There was so many things last year. Have we really stopped to check on our mental health? How did we enter twenty twenty one? Were we just happy just to get through 2020 and we're not even checking to make sure that we are okay mentally? Or were we just okay with living? These are some very strong questions that we're asking tonight. And the numbers, you know, are very alarming when we look at the suicide rates. Do do you know the signs of suicide? If someone next to you was dealing with suicide, would you know that some of the signs or ideations of suicide is talking about death more than normal, feeling of hopeless, having no reason to live, no one caring or feeling like a burden to others, feeling trapped, unbearable, emotional or physical pain? Would you be able to identify those things? It's time for us to really begin to educate ourselves on the issues that we're having and coming together and saying, what can we do? What can we do to change some things? How, what can we do 
to begin to practice mental health. When was the last time you spoke to a therapist? Truthfully, I've been saying that all of us that made it through 2020, we should have made time to sit down and speak to a therapist. Don't let another month go by when not speaking to someone about your mental health, especially those that have lost loved ones, friends, co-workers. Sit down and talk about how do you feel after going through 2020. Where are you right now? Are you dealing with anxiety? Are you dealing with fear? We need to begin to really look at these things. I want to go over some numbers before we end. Now, 12% of the United States population, right? We've talked about that. We've said it. You know, blacks make that up. But when we begin to look at, we, 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 we compromise, comprise, I'm sorry, of approximately 40% of homeless population, right? 50% of the prison population, 45% of children in foster care. <laughs> Research shows that we 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 are are exposed to violence, incarceration, involvement, foster care system have increased. And this can increase the chances of developing a mental illness. All those things I just said. Increase the chances of developing mental illness some other things that may increase the risk of developing a mental health issue can be due to historical economical social political influence that systematically expose our community to factors known to be damaging to psychological and physical health You know, research consistently shows that there is disparities. Disparities are not a new phenomena, but the presence of it in the now is is, is increasingly. Now, a growing body of research suggests that traumatic experience can cause profound biological changes in the person's experience of traumatic events. It's time for us to check on our well-being when it comes to our mental state. We can't continue to look at mental illness as if it's not in our home. We have to seek help. We have to be mindful. We have to make sure that we understand that our mental health has to be okay in order for us to function. And there's so many underlying issues in our community and things that we're dealing with. And so today was about really, really speaking about some of the things that we're dealing with in a black community when it comes to mental health. Where are we when it comes to mental health? Where are you? Are you making sure that you're okay? And if you are not okay, do you have someone that you can go to? Pick up the phone or say, I'm not okay mentally. That's going to be able to just come pick you up and maybe sit down and talk to you, take you to a therapist. Again, going to a therapist or counselor is not a sign of weakness. Actually, it's a sign of strength. And so today, I really hope that what we heard today has opened your eyes to see some of the issues that we're having in our community. 
A lot of times we think the major issues has to be with finances. But if you're not okay mentally, you're not going to be able to make money. If you're not okay mentally, how can you be the best mom, the best father? If you're not okay mentally, how can you go to work and, and, and be, you know, the best? Can't be your best when you're not okay mentally. Again, I know I said some numbers today and I want you to research those numbers. Begin to research some of the issues in our black community when it comes to mental health. How we're being misdiagnosed. How the lack of insurance, medical insurance, plays a big role in people actually going and getting help. But today, what are we going to do about it? All those who these the, those who are in positions to implement change, change laws, what are we going to do about it? Because if we don't do something, we may not be the one that necessarily suffer, but our grandbabies and our grandbabies, grandbabies will. So make a decision today that you're going to be part of the change. And the way you're going to do it is you're going to take time out to make sure that you're okay mentally. So I want to thank you so much for joining in and just clicking on the link and listening to the Truth Is podcast. The Truth Is podcast is really dedicated to bringing forth content that will will stir you up, open up your eyes, force you to realize some things that you wouldn't have realized because you're moving so fast. Bring forth some content that's going to help you to slow down and realize, hey, I need to make sure that I'm okay or I need to be part of this change. And so the Truth Is podcast, again, we started out last year and we're going forth this year. And I thank you for joining in. We're going to do a lot more things this year. And we truly believe that as we come forth with information, that it's going to cause change to begin to happen in, in one household at a time. So I want to thank you again for joining in. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please share it with someone. Share it with someone that needs to hear these numbers. Share it with someone who might not necessarily be focusing on their mental health. They kind of keep going when you can actually see that there's something going on with them. Share it with someone so someone can be blessed. All right, my beautiful kings and queens, you have a beautiful and wonderful day. Thank you.